Om Shri Sai Ram, offering most humble pranams at the divine lotus feet of our ever-present Lord. Invoking Bhagwan's benediction for today's talk, dear listeners, my loving Sai Ram to all of you. Om Sahana Bhavatu, Sahana Bhunaktu, Sahaviryam Karavavahai, ತೇಜಸ್ವಿಶಾವಹೈಸ್ತಿಹಿಸ್ತಿಹಿಹರಿಹಿಸ್ತ್ರೀಸಾಯೀಶ್ವರಾಪಣಮಸ್ತು ವಾಸುದೇವೇಂದ್ರಯೋಗೀಂದ್ರಂ ನಾಜ್ಞಾನಪ್ರದ ಗುರು ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ವೀಕ್ ವಿ ಸೋ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಗ್ರೋಸ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ಸಟಲ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಸ್ಥೂಲ ಶರೀರ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸೂಕ್ಷ್ಮ ಶರೀರ ಅಂಡ್ ಸೂಕ್ಷ್ಮ ಶರೀರ ಆಸ್ ವಿ ಸೋ ಕನ್ಸಿಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೆವೆಂಟೀನ್ ಕಂಪೋನೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ದ ಫೈವ್ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ the five senses of action the five vital airs and the mind and the intellect a primary school student of bhagwan probably 9 or 10 years old once happened to ask swami swami to bless us often you raise one of your hands in the abhaya hasta pose and sometimes you raise both your hands to bless us and when you raise both hands swami does it mean the blessing is more on us then swami said that is what you may think but when i raise one of my hands with five outstretched fingers i am reminding you that you must practice the five human values of satya dharma shanti prema and ahimsa see one of the common things which is common to both the gross body and the subtle body is satkarma janyam which means with good merit or good action we have got this body itself and that is why it is said jantu naam narajanma durlabham in viveka chudamani it is not so easily that we get this human birth and bhagwan often reminds us once we have got this human birth it is our bounden duty to overcome the animal instincts that are there in us the bestial qualities and then manifest the humanness the human qualities the human values which are already inherent within us and only then we can strive to attain to divinity and then swami went on to say when i raise my both hands with 10 outstretched fingers i am urging you to conquer the dashendriyas the 10 organs the five organs of perception and the five organs of action the gnanendriya and the karmendriya and today's topic is this dashendriyas the organs of perception so we go back to the text shrotram tvak chakshuhu 
ரசனா கிராணம் இது பஞ்சானேந்திரியாணி ஸ்ரோத்ரம் த இயர்ஸ் த்வக் த ஸ்கின் சக்ஷு த ஐஸ் ரசனா த டாங் கிராணம் த நோஸ் இது பஞ்சானேந்திரியாணி தீஸ் ஆர் த ஃபைவ் சென்சஸ் ஆஃப் நாலேஜ் ஆர் ஃபைவ் சென்சஸ் ஆஃப் பர்செப்ஷன் சி வென் வி சே ஜானேந்திரியஸ் இட் டசன்ட் மீன் the physical ears the physical eyes the nose which are the parts of the gross body so gnanendriya actually means the faculty of hearing the faculty of seeing the sense of taste the sense of touch and smell and so on and then shrotrasya dig devata tvacho vayuhu chakshushah suryah rasanaya varunah ஸ்ய அஸ்வினௌ இதானேந்திரியேவி இன் அன் ஆர்கனைசேஷன் எவ்ரி டிபார்ட்மெண்ட் ஹேஸ் அ ஹெட் ஹூ இஸ் கால் த ஹெட் ஆஃப் த டிபார்ட்மெண்ட் அண்ட் ஹீ இஸ் ரெஸ்பான்சிபிள் ஃபார் ஸ்மூத் ஃபங்க்ஷனிங் ஆஃப் த டிபார்ட்மெண்ட் கோஆர்டினேட்டிங் வேரியஸ் ஆக்டிவிட்டீஸ் சிமிலர்லி எவ்ரி சென்ஸ் ஆர்கன் ஹேஸ் அ ஹெட் கால்ட் த ப்ரிசைடிங் டிடி ஆர் த தேவா ஆர் தேவத The word Deva comes from the root Dev which means to illumine. So it is this presiding deity who illumines that particular sense organ making the function of that organ possible. This deity is the one who imparts sentience to the otherwise insentient Jada matter the sense organ. And Shrotrasya Dig Devata for the sense of hearing the presiding deity is dig devata which means the god of direction which means akasha the space itself because sound comes to us from every direction then twacho vayuhu for the skin the governing deity is the wind god and chakshushaha suryaha sun god is the one who governs the function of the eyes and understandably so because only in the presence of light is any seeing possible it is only when light falls on our eyes we can see anything at all and swami says our ancestors knew this very well and even in purusha suktam it is said chakshu suryo ajayata the sun god is the presiding deity for the eyes and as swami says our ancestors would every day in the morning do surya namaskar and offer their obeisances to sun god and this would help to keep their eyes in a healthy condition rasanaya varunaha for the tongue it is the varuna the rain god or water the tongue by itself is dry probably since this water is the presiding deity the moment we set our eyes on a tasty dish or even the smell of a dish causes our mouth to water and produces salivation and this is the function of the deity for the tongue granasya ashvinau for the two nostrils of the nose the twins the ashwini kumaras or the presiding deities and ashwini kumaras are also associated with good health iti gnanendriya devataha so these are the presiding deities 
of various organs and this shows that whatever that is inside is connected with that which is outside the microcosm and the macrocosm are so closely interconnected and in fact the smooth functioning is possible because of this interconnection and that is why in our sanatana dharma it is a tradition or custom to worship all the elements and everything that is in the nature because they are the ones who give sentience to our sense organs and making their function possible shrotrasya vishayah shabda grahanam the function of the ears is to receive sound tvacho vishayah sparsha grahanam the function of the skin is to grasp touch chakshusho vishayah rupagrahanam the eyes are meant for seeing grasping various forms rasanaya vishayah rasagrahanam taste is the function of the tongue and ghranasya vishayah gandhagrahanam the main function of the nose is to smell various things so the outputs that we receive from the world is through these senses and the knowledge that we gain through these senses is known as pratyaksha gnanam or direct perception and most of our knowledge is built upon this direct perception so if the perception is faulty if the perception is defective then what happens our response to a particular stimulus also becomes improper and defective that is why it is said yatha drishti tatha srishti and this is about the five senses of cognition or perception called the pancha gnanendriyas and one of the important things that we learn from these senses is these senses by themselves they don't hold on to anything though they perceive various things just because we see something which is red the eyes do not become red and similarly the tongue tastes innumerable tastes but it doesn't hold on to any particular taste and this is the spirit of detachment exhibited by the senses is what we have to learn from the senses and because they are so detached probably they are able to function so efficiently and we understand from this that efficiency comes from detachment and now we move on to the organs of action the karmendriyas vak pani pada payu upasthani iti pancha karmendriyani speech hands feet rectum or anus and the genitals or organs of reproduction they are the five karmendriyas or the five senses of action vacho devata vanhihi for the tongue the presiding deity is agni the fire god and probably the phrases are there heated argument heated discussion and a fiery speech and so on because it is fire that illumines the faculty of speech then hastayor indraha 
Indra is the presiding deity for the hands and Padayor Vishnuhu and for the feet, Vishnu is supposed to be the governing deity with his long strides. Payor Mrityuhu For the rectum, it is the god of death himself. Upasthasya Prajapatihi Prajapatihi means creator and he is responsible for the function of the reproductory organs. Iti Karmendriya Devataha So these are the presiding deities for the five organs of action. Vacho Vishayaha Bhashanam For the speech, the function is to speak. Panyor Vishayaha Vastugrahanam Grasping things or dexterity is the function of the hands. Padayor Vishayaha Gamanam Locomotion, movement is the function of the feet. And Payor Vishayaha Malatyagaha Excretion of the unwanted waste is the function of the anus. Pasthasya Vishayaha Ananda Iti For the genitals or the organs of reproduction, enjoyment and thereby procreation is the function and this is how they ensure the continuity of the species and these are the functions of the the shendriyas the five pranas the mind and the intellect are dealt with in detail in the text itself later on and now we move on to the causal body or karana sharira the question asked by the disciple is karana shariram kim what is this causal body the answer given is anirvachyam anadi avidya rupam sharira karana matram sat swarupa agnyanam nirvikalpaka rupam yat asti tat karana shariram lot of message packed into such cryptic words by the author. See, the language of Shankaracharya is known as Prasanna Gambhira, which means Prasanna. It causes delight to us. It is a pleasing language and also Gambhira. So much of profundity is there in his words and that we can see very clearly from this definition of Karana Sharira. So, Karana Sharira is Anirvachyam. Anirvachyam means that which cannot be explained, which is indescribable. It is naturally so because it has no shape, no size, no quality, no quantity and how can it be expressed in words. And not only that, the nature of Karana Sharira itself is Avidya Rupam. It is of the nature of ignorance. What is this ignorance we are speaking of? The ignorance is, I don't know. What do I don't know? I don't know who I am. I don't know my true identity, true nature. So, since it is Avidya Rupam, it is what I don't know at all. How can we express that in words? That is why probably it is Anirvachyam. Then it is said Anadi. Anadi means beginningless. It is not Ananta because when we bring in knowledge or wisdom, ignorance goes away. So it is only beginningless. 
it is called beginningless because we cannot pinpoint out a beginning for ignorance it exists from time immemorial see for instance if i say i have this ignorance since my childhood so before childhood when i was probably an infant this ignorance was not there if it began in childhood so ignorance was not there before my childhood what was there the opposite of it must be there that is knowledge so if i had knowledge of who i am how come this ignorance came at all that is why it is said ignorance is beginningless or anadi then sharira dvayasya karana matram we shall come to it a little later and now we shall see what nirvikalpaka roopam is nirvikalpa means that which is homogeneous or that which is uniform which means my ignorance is not different from your ignorance the ignorance is same for all of us vikalpa also means a thought and since ignorance is beyond thoughts it is also known as nirvikalpaka roopam then sat swarupa agnyanam agnyanam is ignorance and the ignorance of what it is the ignorance of our true nature sat chit ananda ignorance of the absolute truth or existence this is the nature of karana sharira so we understand that karana sharira the causal body it is c a u s a l causal causal body mainly is made up of ignorance of our true nature and now we shall see what sharira dvayasya karana matram means it means causal body is the one which gives rise to the other two bodies the subtle body and the gross body see our ignorance is that we do not know that we are sat chit ananda or pure consciousness atman brahman these are the names for our true nature and let us say this sat chit ananda the true nature of ours is represented by the letter om then what happens this om when it expresses itself through the gross and the subtle bodies gross body b and subtle body m and i mind and intellect because of the vasanas that are present in the causal body so let us see what these vasanas are see whenever we think something or do an action there is a visible result called drishta phala say i go and help someone do seva to someone then the immediate result the seen result is i feel satisfied i feel happy but this action also leaves an impression in the subconscious and these impressions over a period of time and over many many lifetimes they accumulate as our innate tendencies and these are called vasanas which are present in the causal body or karana sharira some people say 
vasanas and samskaras are synonyms and they are used more or less for the same meaning and some people also say that vasanas are the cumulative balance of many lifetimes while samskaras refer to the impressions that are collected in this particular lifetime due to environmental influence and some are also of the opinion that vasanas are deep seated tendencies in the causal body and samskaras are those which have come to the forefront but we can use both vasanas and samskaras to mean the same thing and it doesn't make any difference so governed by this vasanas present in the causal body the atman om when it expresses itself through the body mind intellect bmi what happens it interacts with various objects at the level of the gross body and with various emotions at the level of the mind and at the level of the intellect it entertains thoughts this is called oet object emotions and thought at various levels and because of this interaction the same om satchit ananda that identifies itself as perceiver at the level of the gross body feeler at the level of the mind and thinker at the level of the intellect pft so to put it simply pft perceiver feeler thinker is the drama played by atman om through the garb of bmi body mind and intellect in the realm of oet object emotions and thoughts governed by the vasanas so it is this vasanas present in the causal body or responsible for our identification false identification as the perceiver feeler and the thinker and this bmi body mind intellect in fact is our autobiography the hero of which is the ego because when somebody asks us who are you we say i am mr so and so i am mrs so and so i have these degrees i have this position i am the husband or wife of so and so this is how we identify this is called iness or ahankara and we also say this belongs to me this is my property the minus is born which is called mamakara and i did this i achieved this this is called kartritva bhava the sense of doership since i have done this i should be getting the result of it so bhoktritva the experiencership is born and this is in short our autobiography which we think what we are in fact we are not the pft but we are the atman is what vedanta is trying to tell us all the time once in kodaikanal swami happened to ask devotees and students who am i and one of the students replied swami you are god 
then swami said incorrect then another student said swami you are shiva shakti swarupa then swami said no not correct then one of the devotees said swami you are krishna reborn then swami said no it is also not correct and then a student said swami you are sarva devata swarupa no all these answers are not correct then a devotee prayed to bhagwan swami you please tell us as to who you are we don't know the answer to your question then swami said i am i and this is the message actually of vedanta and once swami happened to ask one of an elderly devotees a lady devotee how old are you then the devotee replied swami i am 5 years older to you then swami said no you are not 5 years older to me then she said no swami i am actually 5 years older to you then swami with a chuckle said you are not 5 years older to me but you are 5 years older to this body and this is the lord who never missed an opportunity to drive home to us the truth that we are not this body mind intellect bmi we are not this perceiver feeler thinker pft interacting with oet objects emotions and thoughts at the level of the body mind and intellect respectively in fact we are atman sajjidananda swarupa and with this we conclude the three bodies which is a part of the description of the atman and the next description is it is avastha traya sakshi which means it is the witness of the three states of consciousness which we shall see in our next talk i will conclude with the shanti mantra om purnamadah purnamidam पूर्णात् पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शान्ति 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 हरि ओम तत्सत्श्री साईश्वरार्पणमस्तु आई एम थैंकफुल टू भगवान फॉर दिस ऑपर्चुनिटी आई थैंक टीम रेडियो साई एंड एवरी वन ऑफ यू जय साईरा